fantasy football today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Let's go! Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Julian Edelman, PPR King, is back. And so are we on the Friday edition of the Fantasy Football Today podcast. He just sounded very yeah. excited, and I'm surprised excited. you opened with Julian Edelman is the PPR king. Yeah, Chester king. Rogers, you want to crown PPR him. King. James White is the PPR king. Yeah, that's it true. is official. Um, and Naeem Hines, great call. Heath. He he uh, kind of took over. 15 carries, seven catches. Welcome everybody. It is Friday. Starter sit for the six NFC home games, and of course recapping Thursday night. And we're gonna play beat the waiver wire. I have a lot of names. I've got a random sleeper that I want to throw at you guys and see how you feel about it. But first, uh, let's start with Tweet of the Day from Isaac Acosta. I just realized that Ebron with an L is LeBron. That's not the thing that I realized about Ebron, and I've wanted to tweet it many times, and I've just never done it. What did you notice? Have you ever seen those things that people do on Twitter? I did it last night where I turned, type? Where I turned Julian into a Jag, just a guy. And they just change one letter at a time or move one letter in the name at a time. Wait, I don't get you should it. Just move oh, on. so it's the word Julian. Uh-huh. And then you take maybe the N off. So right. it's Julia. Uh, and then it's you take the I away, so it's Jula. Right. And then you take the L away, so it's Jua. Wait, and then the you G take the U from? away, and it's Ja. And then you, and add, then a you G. add a G at the end, and you say he's just a guy. Yes. That's, That's how mean. you feel about Julian Edelman? Right. But the, that there is something similar that I've... I've Almost done with Eric Ebron a couple of times, and I just don't. Usually, when you, you probably shouldn't. Usually, when you go with Ebron, you get an L. Yeah, well, he was but this great. this year. He's been pretty <laughs> incredible. Andrew Luck has really been incredible, Adam. All right, let's get into it. New England thirty-eight, Indianapolis twenty-four. Also coming up today, I think uh, Matt Breida is is pretty interesting uh, this week. Right? Interesting. Let's talk about Edelman. Yeah, all right, fine. Because I'm just, I'm just he, he, you can't crown the, him after the that. Philly, the Philadelphia-Minnesota game, I'm very much looking forward to discussing that one. Are the Packers running backs going to run wild on Detroit? All right, fine. Edelman, uh, what, I think he had three catches on the opening drive. He finishes with seven catches for 57 yards. I don't know if that's a good game anymore in PPR. It's not. It's not. It's not, right? That's, he's a, that's a wide receiver three. He's a flex in PPR. It, it very, okay. Based on this one game, his it, first game But that's game what back. he was. You just call him PPR king. He just had a wide receiver three game in PPR and probably a wide receiver five game in non-PPR. He's well, basically calling he's him king. a PPR peasant because he's only getting he is a peasant. 57 yards. The catches are nice, and they tried to get him into the end zone on the first drive. Uh, they, yes. Yeah, right. He came up, a, he had an almost touchdown. So he's an almost and a terrible drop. Almost, he had a bad drop. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you think you have to be encouraged by Edelman? He looked like Edelman, right? Was, it, was he a top five wide receiver in this game? If in you, what form? Among either. Uh, he was outscored by I think he was. Josh Gordon, right? He was. Yes. He was outscored, outscored by Rodgers. Outscored by Cord- Cordero Patterson? Mm. Yes. In PPR? <laughs> No, non PPR. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I think he in was PPR, top five. In PPR, they uh, yeah, Edelman was better. Okay, are you guys. encouraged by Julian Edelman? Or do you think he's a must start in PPR? Ex- almost exactly what I expected. Which is a must start my, in PPR. My opinion hasn't changed. If as long as you start three receivers, he's a must start. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, okay, anything. It's Sony Michelle. Sony Michelle's awesome. Sony Michelle got almost every carry for them. James White had what two carries? Two carries. Tom Brady had more quote-unquote carries. Sonny Michelle also should have had two touchdowns, but they didn't review his first touchdown, which was ruled down at the one. 
or just short of the goal line. And they didn't the second one. And then Tom Brady scored a one-yard touchdown run. So Sony Michelle is better than Dalvin Cook by herself. By. It's based totally on where he's playing, the role he's got, and the uh, and the role and situation that Dalvin Cook is in. If I had to say right now, I would say bye. I am hopeful that on Sunday Dalvin Cook plays and they involve him in the passing game a little more. You know who the Patriots play next? Yes, but I have to look down at my notes. They play the, the Chiefs. Chiefs. Oh, that's right. Another great game for Sony coming up. I must start I, they, they're a two. They're a two running back team. Which they haven't and been. And they're, they're feeding both of them very well. And two years ago, LeGarrette Blunt had 299 carries in this offense. That was in 2016. So, I mean, I, I don't know that he's going to be on a 300-carry pace, but Sony Michelle had, what, 28 last night? 20, oh, sorry, 18. 18 carries, 98 yards, and a touchdown, yeah. one catch. He had 25 carries the week before. I mean, I'm really... I guess I would call him a buy high because I'm completely buying into. But Sony the Michelle. problem is, is that if you're buying high on Sony Michelle, you're gonna have to pay, pay up a lot. I, yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to quantify that right now, but he's gonna be he's gonna shoot up the trade chart for sure. Yeah, I if, mean, if you drafted today, I don't know if I would. Would you take Le'Veon Bell straight up for Sony Michelle right now? I wouldn't. No, I'd take Bell. Uh, Le- uh, excuse me, Michelle. Right. 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 That's what Michelle, I would do. Michelle, my Bell. You know, you just got to hope that he stays healthy. You know that he had the knee issue earlier in the year. That might be the only thing that slows him down. Other thoughts, Heath, from this game? There's a lot of thoughts from this game. Eric Ebron is awesome. He's a wide receiver one. Not just a tight end one. He's a wide receiver one. He's the new Gronk? Come on. If... as long as T.Y. Hilton's hurt... Okay, please thank you for qualifying it like that. And there is concern that T.Y. Hilton's going to be hurt for a while... He is there a wide is? receiver one, yes. Yeah, there's talk that he could miss a couple of games. All right, Ebron had 15 targets, nine catches for 105 yards and two touchdowns. Actually made some pretty good catches in this game, which yes. is surprising. He has a touchdown a in four too. or five games. Now, uh, you know, I, I think they still like Jack Doyle, who could be back soon. They'll like anybody who can catch a football. Right, at this Jack point. Doyle can't do a lot of the things that Eric Ebron can do. Doyle is more reliable on those three- and four-yard routes. They got a third and three, and they need to pick up a short yardage situation, throw the ball to Jack Doyle. He can't go down the field at all. This was a perfect scenario, though, for Ebron, right? Hilton's out, Doyle's out, and Andrew Luck had to throw 59 passes. Two that's games every, in a that's row. The, that's the Colts. Yeah, that that's the Colts because they can't really run the ball very well. They, they gave Hines 15 carries. He averaged three yards per carry. Boy, they, he's really throwing a ton. 101 passes in his last two games. 121 passes in his last two games. <laughs> 121 passes in his last two games? Yeah. I do math. I know math. That's, you know. Not so well. Almost a thousand pass attempts. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) I don't know if that's sustainable. Good thing he had shoulder surgery. Um, All right. So what what are your overall thoughts on Andrew Luck? He had 365 yards, three touchdowns, and two interceptions. He had six yards and a touchdown on the last drive of the game to really pad his stats. Got him over. He was already over 300 yards at that point, but he got way over 300 then, and he had the third touchdown. I think I, I think you've got to start him every week. I don't think there's a matchup coming up where you're going to say, all right, Luck's not going to have to throw a lot in this game because they can't run the football. And I also noted that his offensive line played better. They had Costanzo back in the second half of the game. Uh, I don't think he was touched at all. I think he took a sack in the first quarter, and after that he didn't get sacked again. Did, did we bench Andrew Luck in our league? Yeah, we did. For we Rivers. Did. For Rivers. You would have done I, that, right? That, that's an early ca- – I benched him for Blake Bortles in one league, and it feels like an early candidate for idiot moron. No, look, move he scored week. 28 fantasy points in six-point-per-passing touchdown leagues. <laughs> like, that's not 
that's not going to be top five. No, uh, it, it might be. I mean, it could be. I it's already number two behind Brady, who scored thirty-three fantasy points. Yeah, it's it, a candidate. Like for I top said, five. three weeks in a row, we have had eight or more quarterbacks score thirty fantasy points. So in six point per passing touchdown league, so Luck's at twenty-eight. And, and am I am I crazy for focusing on the fact that he has thrown one hundred and twenty-one passes no, in his last two games? But that's but, part of the joy of him in fantasy. I, yeah, but that's that really exactly is that really said. is a lot. I mean, sixty is is ridiculous. It's obviously not going to happen. So he's not doing that well per pass attempt. I don't. But that's think. not. No, he's that's not. not the name of the game in fantasy. You football. can't judge him per pass attempt. He's thrown over fifty in three of five games. He's going to. I wouldn't be surprised if he averages fifty per game. And he's basically done it without T. Y. Hilton for like the last game and a half, maybe. Um, so it's interesting matchup for him next week at the Jets too. Uh, um, we got to talk about two more. Well, all right, Naeem Hines. PPR so, king. Well, but 15 <laughs> carries, I mean, they're, they're done with Wilkins. They need to stop giving him the ball between the tackles. That is a terrible plan. I wonder. That's not his game. I know that I'm going to sound goofy for even suggesting this, but why don't they give Robert Turbin a shot? Look at the rest of what they have. Wilkins can't get the job done. And I know he had a nice block, run. Can't block anyone. No, and then he also had a turnover in the game. So I, I wonder if they move away from him. If Marlon Mack gets healthy, then he'll certainly get an opportunity, probably before Turbin. But if Mack's not healthy, maybe Turbin will be that guy. So I'm happy I stashed him in the deeper leagues. I'm going to hang on to him for at least another week. And I get, I mean, I guess I'm still stashing Marlon Mack. It seems like such a pipe dream at this I point. Keep, but I keep dropping him, and no one picks him up, and I add him back the next week, and then I drop him again. Yeah, I just feel like they need to run the ball, and they can't with who they have now. So that's why I'm hopeful for Mack. But Hines is, is going to be a factor in PPR. He had seven catches. Uh, he had 90 total yards. So Heath was the first one really, you know, pumping that. If, if Marlon Mack's out, he liked Hines. So nice job, Heath. And um, let's talk about the Patriots' pass catchers. Josh Gordon, they're still sort of easing him back in. He made a really nice catch on that touchdown. Two catches, 50 yards, and a touchdown for him. That can't hurt him moving forward, by the way. They seem to like him. Hopefully that gets him a little more playing time. Yeah. Okay. And what about Gronkowski? Is he still... Gronkowski, because for him now, he had six for 75. This is a four-game stretch with no more than 75 yards and no touchdowns. If you want to be encouraged, he had a four-game stretch last year, weeks 7 through 10, with just 219 yards, no more than 75 yards in any of those games, and only one touchdown on 26 targets. So it's been a bad stretch. He's had it before. Do you think he's going to... Be huge rest of season, or have we? Are we lowering our expectations for Gronkowski? I do, well, we've already lowered our expectations because I think we've all agreed that he's at best the number three tight end in fantasy, and he was drafted as the number one tight end. I don't agree with that. You th- I think it depends. You would on rather format. have him than Kelsey or Ertz? Which one? Ertz. In, in, in mean, PPR, look, oh, you no take Ertz. No wait a second. Let me just say, I, I don't, I just don't think that it's a definitive statement. Like, if you want to draft him third, fine, but I would still say any of those three could be the number one tight end going forward. I, well, well, let's rank them. Who would you rank as the number Kelsey one tight end? Kelsey one. And number two? Gronk, Standard, Ertz, PPR. I think it's I think it's Ertz in both. And, I mean, if you, it's been so long since the Patriots have had James White, Julian Edelman, and Rob Gronkowski all healthy at the same time. It happened for six weeks in 2016. And they had Deion Lewis at that point. And, they, uh, and they didn't have Josh Gordon. And they were all pretty mediocre because though those three really benefit when one of the three is out. When they're all three there, they can't all get 10 targets a game. No. 
No. Um, Gronk is on pace for like 90, 90 targets or something like that, which would be his 99 targets. That would be his fewest in a season of 15 or 16 games since his rookie year. So, okay. Third for Heath, Dave? Um, I'm tight end. third in PPR. And you know what? Here's the tiebreaker between him and Ertz. Who's, who's more likely to play 16 games? Yeah, Ertz. Well, Ertz, so, Ertz has had some injury. He history, has. But he Ertz, has. Ertz. But at this point in time, I, I think you've got to put Ertz second and Gronk third in all, right. in all formats. Heath's right. Are we done with this? Uh, I mean, and then you want to start getting to the conversation about maybe Ebron jumping in there ahead of Gronk. Get out of here. Jared Cook. Come on, I mean, I, I hate where this is going come because on. these names freak me out, man. No, come on. They, we can't. No, I don't, no, no, no. No, come on now. I, I mean, Jared Cook does that again this week? Jared Cook's also had like two terrible games, right? Uh, terrible as in worse than Gronk's worst two games this year? I think he had like a four for fifty. I don't remember what the, the third. It doesn't matter. Game. Like you're not taking you're not taking Jared Cook over Gronk. Come on now. All right, I got an interesting sleeper for fantasy week five. People are desperate for running backs, inspired by Heath's call of Naeem Hines. How do you feel about a forty eight percent owned Ty Montgomery? It is contingent on say Cobb and Allison not playing. How about Cobb Allison and Devontae Adams not playing? Yes, Adams on the injury report as well. This is a great call. He's a good DFS play, too. He's yeah. absolutely a good DFS play, and I, I think the Packers are going to end up going run-heavy. I think they're going to try and lean up. Where's their strength right now on offense if they don't have their receivers? It's the running backs. They've got Jones, who look great. Jamal Williams can be serviceable, and Ty Montgomery can catch passes out of the backfield. Maybe they line up with two tight ends more often. You know Graham's going to be on the field. Use the second tight end and not force those rookies on the field if they're not ready. At least not a lot of them. MVS will be there, but I don't know about Jamon Moore and Equinemius St. Brown. Uh, we're, we are going to preview this game, but what do you think, Devontae Adams? How many of these wide receivers do you expect to play at this point? We've got Adams ranked. We'll see where he is on the injury report on Friday, but there is. it sounds like there's a decent chance he does not play. Again, consult the injury report, consult CBSports.com, and we will know. Okay. Yeah, and, and Jamie deal. and I will update you on the mailbag show. Coming up later today. So Ty Montgomery, 48% owned. Is he only a PPR sleeper? Yeah, I, I think he's safer there than he is in non. He, well, he's much safer and much better in PPR. I, you could flex him. I don't know that I expect... Like, I think you could get something similar to Julian Edelman production and you hope he scores a touchdown. Right. And two straight games with 48 or more receiving yards for Montgomery. Some things to promote. FanDuel.com slash FFT. Come compete against us at FanDuel.com slash FFT. It's a free roll this week. CBS All Access is a great way to watch your local CBS game if you can't throw it on the computer, uh, the TV. So what I do every weekend is I get Red Zone on the TV and I watch the CBS game on CBS.com slash NFL. You can get a seven-day free trial. CBS.com slash NFL for All Access. Mailbag show coming up later. And I on Fantasy Football with Heath and Jamie tomorrow night. Answering your phone calls. Very fun stuff. Phone calls, yeah. <laughs> Answering your, your questions via phone. Um, I on Fantasy Football, 10 p.m. to midnight Eastern. It's on Sirius Channel 206. It's on CBS Sports Radio. It's on CBSSportsRadio.com. Enjoy it. Uh, got Team Name Tuesday on a Friday. Hope you're excited. I wish Jamie were here for it, but... Garoppolo, bye. <laughs> Pretty good. Thank yeah. you to AJ for that one. All right, injuries, news, and notes. Jalen Ramsey and Tyreek Hill are having a wonderful game of trash talk.
I'm excited about that, Heath. How many yeah. fantasy points do you get for that? I don't like. It hasn't really been that much that that trash talky. Jalen uh, Ramsey, uh, he's talks. a punt returner. You know, yeah. Jalen yeah. Ramsey does talk. Yeah, right. Uh, it's pretty good. I, I think Tyree kills that. I hope he presses me because no one. I can. hope he does because I, yeah, I would love to see what happens. I mean, this is this will be fun. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be a great game. It should be. It really should be. Aaron Rodgers practiced in full, so he is getting healthier. But obviously, he's got the injuries to his receivers. So Rodgers is going to be an interesting call this week. Uh, Dalvin Cook is questionable. Do you think he plays at Philadelphia? I think he plays. Okay. Chris Carson practice. Looks like he will probably play against the Rams. Will Fuller expects to play. Sammy Watkins was limited in practice. We don't want to start him anyway, right? Sammy? No. You try and get away from Sammy. Fuller, I would absolutely play. Yeah, Fuller, yeah. Um, I think I'm going to end up starting Edelman over Fuller because I didn't know what to do. You, you already had to make that decision. You, you, so it's going to be ending up. Tyler, Unless you're one of it's those, it's going to end up being Tyler Boyd or Will Fuller. And yeah, it's Boyd. Let's see. You, you. I'd go Fuller. That, that's the problem. So I'm going to end up starting Edelman over one. Well, of and the thing two. is, Boyd plays at one o'clock. Like we all were 100% certain that Chris Carson was playing exactly. Last week. exactly. And Fuller has a hamstring issue. He could play one play and be done. I, right. So, I mean, that sucks that I had I have to probably bench Will Fuller. But everybody's got wide receivers. Nobody's got running backs. Uh, Green Bay cornerback Kevin King is expected to play, and we know he makes a big difference. So um, keep an eye on that one. Matthew Stafford owners, do you expect the following players that are on the injury report? Quincy Anunua against Denver. Yes, we expect him to be there. Matt Breida against Arizona. Yes. Doug Baldwin against the Rams. Oh, hell yeah. Devontae Freeman at Pittsburgh. He'll play. Joe Mixon, Giovanni Bernard against Miami. It looks like it will be the Joe Mixon show with Gio not participating. We'll see that? that there's a Friday practice yet to come. But as of Thursday, that's the way it looks. Lamar Miller, Sunday night against Dallas. He'll play, but I don't know how good he'll be. Oh. And let's beat. The wait waiver wire. Beat the waiver wire. Thanks, guys. All right, beat the waiver wire. So looking at not just week six, but beyond. But seriously, if you have Breeze, who's on by next week? Breeze, Breeze and, and Stafford. Stafford. Saints and oh, Lions. So lots up, of receivers. Pick up Jameis Winston right now and pick up Chris Godwin. They are at Atlanta. And Jameis is 48% owned and Godwin is 49% owned. And pick up Cameron Brait. And pick yes, good call. Pick up Cameron Bray. Um Andy Dalton's eighty two percent on. He's got Pittsburgh at home. Uh Baker Mayfield I throw I threw on there. But Mayfield looks like he's very good. <laughs> but he's he got the Chargers next week. Good matchup. Um so there's we some hope. guys. So Jameis, uh Mayfield, Dalton. Running backs, you know, this is never easy. Latavius Murray's fifty three percent owned. It's you know, I you don't have to pick him up. We think Cook's gonna play. Um, but he can't stay healthy, Cook. Tariq Cohen, seventy eight percent owned. It's your last chance to get him. He's on a bye right now. And I put Alfred Blue on here. I don't know. I'm trying to find running back situations that may start tilting in the other direction. Right. And Blue stinks. He does, but Lamar Miller hasn't been great either, and they've lessened his workload. And Miller's the one who's worked at the goal line. I think they've had two goal-to-go, goal, goal line plays. Not goal-to-go, but from the one. And it's been Blue both times, not Miller. Okay, yeah, so I don't so know. So like if you're desperate, maybe he finds six against Buffalo. I got a name. Oh. Samaje Pirine. Why? Because we haven't really seen Adrian Peterson practice yet. He was limited on, just on Thursday. Assuming he's going to be fine. He could show up Monday night, realize he's 34 years old, take one bad step, and be out. 
Okay. That's Samaj a deep lead one. And, and uh, Deontay Foreman to stash. Um, wide receivers, Randall Cobb, uh, 76% owned. He's got the Niners next Monday if he plays. I don't know why I put him on here, but I, <laughs> but the Niners are really bad against receivers. And, you know, it could be a situation where Allison's out and Cobb is in. Uh, Jamison Crowder is someone to keep an eye on because this guy is streaky. Two years ago, in 2016, he had seven straight games with eight or more fantasy points in PPR, in non-PPR, and that began in week six. Last year, he had seven or more fantasy points in six of eight games beginning in week eight. So he's the kind of guy who does get off the slow starts. Jameson Crowder is 59% owned. Would you like another wide receiver? Well, I have Mohamed Sanu against Tampa Bay next week. And yes, I, good one. I will take another one. Well, this one might make your skin crawl. Robbie Anderson, wow. who it will take on the Colts and that defense that has nobody healthy on it, apparently. No. So there could be some opportunities for him against that defense. Again, desperation time. Uh, Austin Hooper against Tampa Bay. I love the Cameron Brake call. Tyler Croft against Pittsburgh next week. Um, Vance McDonald against Cincinnati, but he's 82% owned. And Greg Olson, you should definitely get right now. He's 67% owned. He's not going to play this week, but Greg Olson has a chance, maybe even a good chance to play next week. Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst, very under-owned. Not sure we're going to want to start him this week. No, but no, no. Uh, I don't know who the Ravens have next week, but it doesn't matter. Nope. Pick Why up. doesn't it matter? Because they, they throw to tight ends. They're going to throw know. 40 passes to their tight ends regardless of who they play. They're at Tennessee. Uh, Third week in a row on the road. The Chargers DST, they're pretty owned, but they're at Cleveland. If anybody dropped the Vikings DST, uh, they got Arizona next week. The Bears DST is mostly owned, but they're at, they're on a bye, so somebody may have dropped them. And the Texans DST is 73% owned. They have Buffalo next week. That's the one. That's the streamer, the Texans DST. They are widely owned, but 73%. They've been pretty crappy this this year. Yes. And they fell on a, on a touchdown in the end zone last week to save their bacon, but Buffalo next week, that's the great matchup. I think the Packers could be good as well. Oh, against San Francisco. And their yeah, defense night- is getting a little healthier, certainly in the secondary. Monday night football at Lambeau against C.J. Beathard. So if you are stashing for next week, keep an eye on those Buccaneers who are on by and then facing Atlanta on the road. Uh, Packers DST, Houston DST, Tariq, uh, Alfred Blue, uh, Samaje Pirine, Chris Godwin, you mentioned him, and uh, Robbie Anderson. And yeah, all right, there we go. Uh, we got a new sponsor. A new sponsor. A new sponsor. Very excited to tell you about Robinhood. What is Robinhood? Robinhood is an investing app. It lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos, all commission-free. I have the Robinhood app on my phone. And I actually uh, asked one of my cousins who's in finance about it, and he said, oh, yeah, it's it's legit. It's great. Uh, people are really into this app. So get Robinhood on your phone. Dave, you uh, are, I can see you nodding your head. You're into this new sponsor. I, I am definitely into it. I've heard of Robinhood before, and they do some really cool stuff. I, I hope everybody at least checks it out. Yeah, they want to make financial services work for everyone, not just the wealthy. And that's why, you know, commission-free, that's really great. This is a non-intimidating way for stock market newcomers to invest for the first time with with true confidence. It's simple. It's intuitive, clear design on the app with data presented in an easy to digest way. So if you're, you know, you're unfamiliar with the stock market, you never played it before, you never uh, done this type of stuff. This is a great way to really get into it. Again, no commissions. That's amazing. Other brokerages charge up to ten dollars for every trade, but Robinhood does not charge commission fees. Um, you can trade stocks and keep all of your profits. It's a very easy to use app. And you can learn by doing. That's really what they want. They're trying to encourage people to start investing and learn by doing. Learn how to invest as you build your portfolio. So we have got a great offer for you. Robinhood is giving listeners a free stock 
like Apple, Ford, or Sprint, to help build your portfolio. Sign up at fftpodcast.robinhood.com. fftpodcast.robinhood.com. All right, one more time, fftpodcast.robinhood.com. We got a good uh, tweet of the day. Oh, hit, number hit two that it. you don't know about, but it goes with our last segment. <laughs> okay. So Stacy just tweeted me, looking ahead to Breeze by, and I don't have anyone I want to drop. Should I drop Trey Burton, Kenny Stills, or Chris Godwin for Jameis before someone else picks him up? I mean, if, if Burton's your second tight end, I think I probably would. But I think you could she, trade him for some. She wisely started Eric Ebron over Trey oh, Burton. Would, well, that was good. Or I would drop Stills. I'd drop Burton. Over Stills? I don't know that Ebron's going to be dependable rest of the season. Sure. Oh, but, but Trey, Trey Burton is? Maybe more so than Ebron. No, you're, you've got to, Ebron has end zone targets every I mean, that single true. week, and he's got a quarterback that's throwing the ball at least 20 times a game. Does All he right. have twice as many targets? That was as a Trey joke. Burton no one year? got it. No one laughed. Okay, but, but here's the thing. Like, I'm just going to sit here and I didn't, say anything. I, didn't hear. I said he's throwing at least 20 times a game. He's throwing at least 20 Andrew times? Luck. Oh, he is, yeah. I don't get the joke. It's like 50 times. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I just threw in a low number on purpose. Yeah, this, was, this was a waste of everybody's time. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. Um, I was going to ask you for some long-term outlook stuff, but we'll skip that. All right, so we got six games coming up. Startometer for the two games that we're going to do last, later in the show, just in case people aren't around. Startometer, 0 to 10. 0 is now. No way, you idiot. Not starting him. You're an, you suck. 10 <laughs> is, of course, I'm starting him, you idiot. Don't You're an idiot for asking. Zero to ten. David Johnson. Ten. Ten. I'm only answering with zeros and ten. So I'm <laughs> make sure you're an idiot. Matt Breida. Ten. What? Really? Six. How is Matt Breida a ten? You've got to start him. No, you don't. You should. Got a good Go ahead. Up. Discuss real quick. There are a variety of running backs that you could also have on your team that you would start over Matt Breida, including TJ Yeldon. Do they go up against Arizona, who can't stop the run? But, but the thing is... They are not that bad against the run. They give up the most fantasy points to running backs because they give up five more carries per game than any other team. Sounds like a perfect recipe for San Francisco to follow. He started to get Breida started to get more carries than than Alf. Like last week, I think was maybe the first time he had more yeah. carries than Alf. Mm-hmm. So he's a ten for you. Like, would you start Broncos running back or Breida? Breida. I agree with that. Yeah, but I don't. I'm down on the Broncos running backs. So, All right, Falcons running back or Breida? Breida. I would start Tevin over Breida, but Breida over Freeman. Mixon or Breida? Mixon. Alfred Morris, uh, startometer. One? Oh, I'm not an idiot. Well, you are. <laughs> I don't know, like a one or a two. He might fall okay. into the end zone. He's getting dropped. He's like 50% owned, Alfred Morris. Larry Fitzgerald. Four. Yeah, this one depends on format. I would agree with four in PPR, and I would say... One in non PPR. Sterling Shepard, eight. I'm excited. I'm I'm excited for him. I think he has another good game. So ten. They have been. I don't actually. I don't know if he's their slot receiver anymore. Does he, he moves play around. Slot? He moves around. But if you want percentages, I'll get you. They percentages. have been uh, the card. The, the Panthers have been terrible against slot receivers and pretty good against number one AJ guys. Green and Julio. Yeah. Although was that the game that Green got hurt? Uh, I think it may have been. Yeah, yeah. so I think he was on his way to a big game. Um, and finally, Devin Funchess. I'm actually a little nervous about Funchess. I don't know if Jenkins follows him. I like him in PPR. Him. Jenkins has given up a lot of numbers this year. Has he? Yeah. I Okay, he gave he fell down and gave up the long pass to Tavon Austin. 
Uh, I thought he did a pretty good job against DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins had like 86 yards. Right, and Michael Thomas only had four targets. Yeah, he did. He shadowed. He Hopkins. caught all four he did of the targets. Well against well, Michael Thomas. They just didn't throw at Thomas. No. They were running the ball. I'll give him a six. I'm a, yeah, I like Funches a lot, but I'm a slightly nervous about him this week. So I, I think he's much safer in PP. I think he's very similar to Sterling Shepard. Okay, um, let's get to the games. Minnesota's at Philadelphia. St- I got three stats of the game. Number Two one. Two-thirds of Shepard's snaps have come in the slot. That's good for him, then, in this in this particular case. Stat of the game, number one. Uh, dating back to last year's postseason, Vikings played two postseason games. The Vikings have allowed 27 or more points to an opponent in five of their last six games. Wow. Stat of the game, number two. The Vikings allow the eighth most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. But, flash, or rewind a week ago, they actually had allowed the fifth fewest fantasy points to wide receivers, and then they played the Rams, and now they allow the eighth most. And stat of the game number three is just for fun. Adam Thielen is on pace for 224 targets this year. Um, I don't think that's just for fun. It's, well, it's... He might yeah. get only 220. <laughs> I remember I was, my big thing, I said it like, a, like so many times. I'm not going to draft Adam Thielen. I don't, he got 143 targets last year. There's, There's no, no way, way he's he could getting do that it again. again. That we all went gaga for Diggs. Well, I mean, that's at least justified. Well, we had Thielen over Diggs, right? I did for most of the preseason. And then at the end, you, I couldn't deny what I saw with Diggs in the preseason games. Okay. And I thought it was a little bit I had Thielen over Diggs. So, um, anyway, this Vikings defense, I mean, are we afraid to start Eagles this week? I feel like they can, they're going to try and bounce back. Zimmer's been banging the drum for the secondary to play better and that their pass coverage was really terrible against the Rams. And Philadelphia is going to try and pick on Anthony Barr. They're going to try and pick on, I don't know if Trey Waynes plays. So, uh, his replacement out there, Mackenzie Alexander in the slot, they're probably going to pick on him. Um, I, I think Philadelphia is going to scheme their way to, to be successful. What I'm worried about with the Eagles is their run offense. Their offensive line, and this is really crucial for their pass game too. Their whole line has not played well the past couple of weeks. Wentz took a beating last week. Um, Ajay saved his game with a couple of late runs against Tennessee. I, I'm not feeling great about Ajay. I think he's more of a flex. I'm worried about Aguilar because he's just not getting a good receiving average. And Wentz seems like a quarterback with a a decent ceiling, not a high ceiling. To answer the original question, I the Vikings don't scare me defensively at all. They are not as good at all without Everson Griffin. So I that's just, very true. I view the Eagles like they're playing an average defense. I you think don't, you know, you still don't like their run defense. Their run defense has been pretty good. Three point nine yards per carry to running backs, and no rushing touchdowns yet. Does that mean anything? I don't know. Um, and that's JJ's specialty, I guess, right now. Considering that's which is funny since he scored one rushing touchdown in the regular season with the Eagles last year, I think. Um, Ajayi seems to always find a way to save his day and be respectable, but it's not, it's not the most impressive stuff so far, but he has been worth starting. I, I view him a lot like I do Marshawn. You just kind of start him and I'm probably going to start him, yeah. But I'd rather go with Marshawn than Ajayi this week. I would really go with Ajayi. Ooh. I mean, and, and then and then there's Alshon Jeffrey, who had a great game last week, but didn't get a ton of targets. He had nine targets, but went through 50 passes. He had 105 yards and a touchdown. This is what the Philly voice said about Jeffrey versus Xavier Rhodes. The Eagles can still target Jeffrey when Rhodes is playing on him. In the NFC title game, Nick Foles targeted Jeffrey with Rhodes on him three times and was three for three. 
Doug Peterson expects that Jeffrey will see a lot of Rhodes once again. Quote, we know Rhodes is a top corner. He said a lot of respect for his game and physical blah, blah, blah. Uh, probably anticipate him being on Alshon most of the day. Uh, last year in the lead up to the championship game, the NFC championship game, we cut up video of every Jeffrey target versus Rhodes since they played against each other when he was with the Bears. If you watch the video, it's certainly not as if Rhodes owned Jeffrey or vice versa. There are plenty of examples of Jeffrey getting reasonably open, but his quarterback did not have good placement or timing on the throw. Anyway, starter sit out on Jeffrey. <laughs> Would you like to know the stats on Xavier Rhodes so far this season? Yes. He's been targeted 22 times. He's uh, The receiver against him has caught 15 passes for 144 yards, so not even 10 yards per catch. One touchdown, one interception against Xavier Rhodes. So it's not a soul-crushing matchup, but it is certainly going to be. It is going to be a little challenging for Alshon, and I think given the other faults with Philadelphia's offense right now, he's risky. I would rather start all of the Rams receivers. I'd rather start Emmanuel Sanders. I'd rather start Calvin Ridley. How about Tyler Boyd? I, oh, yeah, definitely. Tyler Boyd's the number one wide receiver. How about some running backs? Would you start uh, Jay Ajayi or Alshon? I'd go Ajayi in non-PPR. Okay. Um, how would you start Matt Breida or Alshon? I'd go Breida over Alshon in a non-PPR. Yeah. How about Dalvin Cook or Alshon? Alshon. I think I'd go Alshon there. You know, it seems like uh, oh, we're not going to start Aguilar, right? I would try to avoid it, uh, like the plague in non-PPR and as best as you can. And I'll say the PPR. same thing about him I said about Edelman. I don't want to start him in P- in non-PPR. I, I could start him as a number three in PPR. Okay, he does have double-digit targets in three or four he, games. He's going to catch so a lot good. of passes, but he just probably might have less than 10 yards. 6.7 yards per catch so far for Nelson Aguilar. Uh, we love Zach Ertz, I'm assuming. He's Zach Ertz. Um, so Carson Wentz, it's probably some a situation where we want to see him have a, a really good game. Last week was good, not great, before we are comfortable with him. So Bortles over Wentz? Yes. Yeah. Back. I've got Wentz down there this And I'm going to adjust my rankings. I'm, I'm going to – I'd rather start luck over him too. <laughs> uh, Where fl- did you have Flacco Wentz rank going or... into, into Thursday? Wentz or luck? Wentz. 17. Okay. Yeah, uh, I've got him 19. Good luck, 18. I'm like I'm debating Wentz versus Russell Wilson, Joe Flacco, yeah. guys that I think just don't have that chance to get to 26-plus fantasy points. We've talked about possibly sitting Patrick Mahomes this week. I would not sit him for Carson Wentz. Okay. Uh, that more or less covers the Eagles. So, Kirk Cousins, how much do you like Kirk Cousins this week? How can you not love Kirk Cousins after what you saw last week? And he's kind of doing what Case Keenum did last year, except he's doing it better, taking full advantage of the receiving core around him, and he's getting more opportunities. You're much higher on him than Jamie and, Day- and Heath. You know what he kind of is doing is what Andrew Luck's doing right now. He's yeah. throwing the ball a ton. And I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball in this they, game. No chance. The Eagles have a great run defense. The, his Best last three games, 48, 55, 50 pass attempts. He's going to throw it 50 times. So why is he only 10th for you? I you still think the Eagles can get to him. At yeah, but point, can they get to him enough to cause more turnovers than touchdowns? I mean, and the, the interesting thing for Heath is Dalton Rogers Bortles right in front of Cousins. Like if Rogers doesn't have his two if, receivers. If Devontae Adams is out, Rogers will be behind him. What if Cobb and Allison are out and Adams is in? That's what I've got it ranked based on. Okay, so you still keep Rodgers ahead of Right. Him. And Bortles, you have ahead of Cousins and Dalton. Yes. But they're close. Uh, yes. I mean, you're talking about a half a fantasy point in that range. Okay. Uh, so Cousins, most people are going to start him. Um, he's top 10. He's top 11 for everyone. He's fifth for Dave. Uh, just sit the running backs, Cook? Probably. 
that's probably the easier thing to do if Cook plays because you don't know how much he's going to play. We got burned by that on Thursday, last Thursday. If if he's out and Latavius is in, then I think Latavius enters the the flex fray, but isn't somebody that you'd feel good about starting. And uh, start Diggs and Thielen. Oh yes, yeah. Uh, not against me. Philadelphia allows the seventh most fantasy points to wide receivers. And what about Kyle Rudolph? He played them last year at eight fantasy points. You have to. You have to. And I, I love the volume that he's been getting. That's been a byproduct of Cousins throwing so much. He's right in that range where if you have him on your team, you probably don't have someone better because tight end's awful, so you just start him. Are there any waiver wire guys like Ricky Seals-Jones or Vance McDonald that you would start over him? Over uh, Not me. I would rather... Rudolph. I'm not dropping Kyle Rudolph to pick up Vance McDonald, but I do think that he's better in non-PPR this week. Would you start either DST? I think if you've been rolling with the Vikings for so long and you still have them as your only option, you you put them in your lineup. I would drop the Vikings. Um, I would start the Eagles. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm clearly not there with how much I like Cousins. All right, let me tell you a little bit about ZipRecruiter right now. ZipRecruiter is the smart way to hire. You know what's not smart? Using your relatives to fill in at work while you're looking for staff. And using a job site that send you tons of the wrong resumes to sort through. Not smart, people. Starting Alex Collins this week. Probably not smart, people. But using ZipRecruiter.com slash FFT to hire the right person, that is the smart thing to do. ZipRecruiter does not depend on candidates finding you. ZipRecruiter finds candidates for you. Their powerful matching technology scans thousands of resumes, identifies the people that have the right skills, the right education, and the right experience for your job, and then they go seek those people out, bring them to you. You're going to get quality candidates, and you're going to get them fast. And people, that is why ZipRecruiter is the number one job site. Uh, it's rated number one by employers in the U.S., so get on ZipRecruiter. Try it for free at our exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash FFT. ZipRecruiter.com slash FFT. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Uh, Green Bay is at Detroit. Stat of the game. Detroit allows the eighth fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks, and they have faced the two most handsome quarterbacks in the NFL, Brady and Garoppolo. So anyway, <laughs> but they have seen the fewest pass attempts in the NFL. No quarterback has thrown more than 27 passes against the Detroit Lions. Why? Probably because their run defense is so bad. So what do you think about the Packers' offense? I mean— You know, it was funny because I was looking at, like, how good the Lions have been against wide receivers other than Quincy Anunua, and then you look at the receivers the Lions have faced. Yeah. Like, it's a who's who of the worst receivers in the (laughs) NFL. They've got the Cowboys. They face the Jets. The Patriots, before Edelman was back, I don't think we know anything about their defense. Oh, and the fact they just haven't been thrown on a lot. Nobody's had more than 27 pass attempts per game. That's really low. I'm probably still starting Rodgers as long as Adams plays. If Adams is out, I'm getting away from the entire offense. But if you have Rivers, if you have Goff, if you have Ryan, you'd start them over Rodgers? Yes. And Dave, you have Rodgers 12th. I do. So does Jamie. And I had, that's 12th with Devontae Adams. Oh, if if Adam sits, it's it's nervous. But I'm I'm very encouraged by the way I said this on the Wednesday show. I don't know whenever it was. The way Rodgers was moving last week, he looked a lot better, and he practiced in full. So it looks like he's getting healthier. But you know, if everybody else is hurt, then that sucks. Um, do we feel confident that Aaron Jones is going to get enough workload? Define enough workload. 
12 carries. I think he had 11 last week. Yeah, I, I don't think... know if 12 is enough is my question. Oh, I agree. Against this team, it might be. 6.1 yards per carry they're, at, they're giving up Detroit. So you would think that the Packers would try to knock them down with the run game, especially given how their receiving core looks at this point in time. I, they're not coming out and saying Aaron Jones is our starter. He's going to be our main guy. They want to use all three backs. This is like, this is like a a better version of what the Lions have been doing for the last like four years. But I I think eventually they're going to see that Jones is just the most explosive, the most versatile. He doesn't tip the offense's play like Jamal Williams would or like Ty Montgomery would. And I think they end up using him more and more. He had six carries two weeks ago. 11 carries last week. He's averaging 6.3 yards per carry. I don't know what oh, the he's Packers six coaching staff... Week, six per carry. I don't know what the Pack, Packers coaching staff is going to wait for. Why not let him... Give him enough opportunities at least to have the hot hand. Mark Ingram or Aaron Jones this week? Ingram. Ingram. Matt Breida. Breida. I'm, I'm a little low on these guys. Really? Because I'm worried about... like if, if you're telling me Aaron Jones is getting 11 carries this week, I don't want to start a running back that's getting 11 carries and doesn't get used in the passing game. I have to start Jones in two leagues. One, I'm starting him over Lamar Miller. Yep. And like the other, I'm starting him over Jamal Williams. <laughs> I like that too. Yeah, I would definitely start him over Jamal Williams. I would start Lamar Miller over Aaron Jones. One no, thing I, I could I do, do is start both Packers running backs. It's kind of a league where you start a lot of guys, the flex league, and just hope one of them. So I'm very confident that one of them is going to have a big game. Detroit has not allowed a big game to multiple running backs in the same game yet, but they are just terrible. And... um one of them is going to have a good game. So, uh, the, uh, and what about um, Ty Montgomery? So we kind of talked about him as a sleeper. Uh, He's and, a good PPR sleeper. Yeah. Okay. Would Would you start Montgomery over Jamal Williams in PPR? Yes. Yeah. Would you start him over Aaron Jones in PPR? I would. No. All right. Um, okay. So the Green Bay wide receivers just kind of break it down real quick. Well, who's playing? <laughs> That's exactly the point. If Adams plays, you start him. I'm not going to go the MVS route. I'm not going to start Jamon Moore. The only Packers pass catcher I will play if Adams is out is Jimmy Graham, and I won't feel great about that. Yeah, how do you feel about Jimmy Graham in this matchup? Kind of the same as I do about Kyle Rudolph. Like If he's on your team, there's probably not somebody else out there you're going to go add, so just start him. Okay. Matthew Stafford, as we go to the Lions, start or sit. Matthew Stafford, three straight games with multiple touchdown passes. Um, and he has scored 20, 29, 21, and 24 fantasy points in his last three games. Start, start or sit? I believe he has multiple passing touchdowns in seven straight against Green Bay and over 300 yards in four straight against Green Bay, which means he's had at least 23 fantasy points in four straight against Green Bay. And like you said, he's been playing well the last three weeks, at least 21 fantasy points in each of those games. I know 21 isn't the number that we're looking for anymore, but 24, 25, I think that's pretty safe. There's for just so many good quarterbacks. Right, which is why he's not like top five. You you hear the that those numbers and you go, oh, well, I got to put him in my lineup. But there are so many other quarterbacks that I like better. But I'll take him over Aaron Rodgers. I'll start him over Mahomes. They are two spots away from each other in my rankings, and I'm on, I'm on Mahomes Island. Who's the best running back in this game as we loop the uh, Lions guys in there? Jones. Well, carry on. That's another guy you just don't know how much work he's going to get. Yeah, he Jones had, had more carries, carries. right? Jones had more carries last week. And, and Green Bay is not very good against the run either. Four point eight yards per carry to running backs, but they're not Detroit bad. <laughs> um, I just, I, if Adams doesn't play, I think Detroit's going to win this game and, and maybe 
by multiple scores. That would help carry on. And I do like carry on. I just, I think Jones has a little bit more upside. They're both top 20 running backs for me. Okay. Um, the Detroit wide receivers. Like I'll take both those running backs in this game ahead of any Falcons running back. How about ahead of Ajayi? Yes. No. How would you rank the three? Ajayi is the top, then Johnson, then Jones. All right. So differing opinions here. Um, Detroit wide receivers, Heath, what do you think? Uh, I think it's Tate and then Galladay and then a, a gap and then Marvin Jones. And I know Marvin Jones has had success against the Packers in the past, but that was not, uh, I don't believe very many of those games were with Kenny Galladay, who is the, the number one outside wide receiver on this team. Tate's got a great track record against Green Bay as well. He's part of the reason why Stafford has had such big numbers against the Packers. I still like Galladay better in non-PPR, but they're both top 20 for me in non. Tate's better in PPR. And Jones is just down there by default. You've got to hope he catches a touchdown. Washington is at New Orleans. Trivia question. Where was the first Mardi Gras celebration held? So by I'm asking that, New Orleans. No. You I, I think have I, been there. It's Galveston, isn't it? No. You've been there to watch college football. I've been there to watch college football. But no specific teams were playing. I'm Mobile, Alabama. Ah. Home of the Senior Bowl. Yes. Um, here is the incomplete slash unconfirmed stat of the game. So this is really thorough research by me. <laughs> In his last five primetime home games, Sunday and Monday night only, Drew Brees has scored 26 or more fantasy points and six point per passing touchdown leagues in all five games and 30 or more fantasy points in four or five games. I thought that we, um, banished. I, this is the Roethlisberger stat all over again. Yes. The thing is, I don't think he had a Sunday night or Monday night game last year, which blew my mind. So I had to go to 2014, 15, and 16, and I also forgot to include Thursday night home games, which is why it is incomplete and unconfirmed. But, um, he, he is. Typically amazing in these spots. However, this is the first game with Mark Ingram back. But you guys are not worried. You all have Drew Brees as a top three uh, quarterback, and I think Dave and Jamie have number one, uh, something like that. So start Drew Brees. Uh, tell me about, obviously, Kamara we're starting. How much do you like Mark Ingram in this game? I'm starting him. I think game script will help Mark Ingram, and I think he has a very good chance to score. Washington's allowing a ton of yards per carry on the ground, and... Kamara's limited in practice this week. So what better time for Ingram to come back and take a little bit of Kamara's workload off his shoulders than now? Fresh legs on top of it. Um, if you've been waiting this long to use him, go ahead. There's one league where I drafted Mark Ingram because you guys remember I wasn't excited to draft him as high as when you guys were drafting him. But I found him late, round six, round seven, in one of my leagues. He is immediately in my lineup. Okay, and the uh, the Redskins have not allowed more than 10 carries or 61 yards rushing to a running back. However, um, 44.8 yards per carry to running backs. They probably will give up more than 10 carries to multiple running backs in this game. That's a weird thing. They've not allowed more than 10 yeah, carries. Yeah, yeah, I That's shouldn't a... have said that. Yet. No running back has more than 10 <laughs> you carries. You cannot run the ball anymore. <laughs> uh, um, any wide receiver other than Michael Thomas for the Saints? Ted Ginn would be interesting. He's also on the injury report with a knee. Let's see if that's just like a Thursday thing and not a full week thing. Starters at Ben Watson. Sit. I still think he's a streamer. Sit. Okay. He's a streamer. Um, so rank the running backs in this game with Camaro one. Who's two, three, four? What format? 
Give me that both. matters. Give me both. In non PPR, you know what? I think the format's going to be the same for me, or the order will be the same for me either way. Kamara, Ingram, Thompson, Peterson. I'll go Kamara, Ingram, Peterson, Thompson in non PPR, and Kamara, Thompson, Ingram, Peterson in PPR. So you think that there's a chance Thompson gets 12, 14 catches again, something that high? I wouldn't say 12 to 14. That seems unreasonable. Well, he had 13 two games ago. But like seven, right? Seven to nine and scores a touchdown? Yes. So the the fast track. Yeah. This is, so far, a really good run defense. Saints? Uh, The Saints, Mm -hmm. three yards per carry to running backs. Um, The sixth fewest fantasy points to running backs. They have faced Peyton Barber, Carlos Hyde, Tevin Coleman, and Saquon Barkley. And a running back has scored double-digit fantasy points against New Orleans in non-PPR in three straight games, but it has not been easy, and, and Barkley is the only one that's had like a It's a been really because of game. touchdowns. Yeah, and Bar- Barkley had a legitimately solid game, but he also had 56 receiving yards. So I, I guess where I'm going with this is Adrian Peterson? Potential bust? Like I don't know that people are as excited about him enough for him to actually be in a bust, but it's the revenge game. Uh, I think it's a touchdown. And it's the one guy that the revenge game might matter. Yeah, he's a pretty vengeful guy. He is a spiteful guy. (laughs) He really is. Um, All right, Chris Thompson. Let's do some wide receivers here. Chris Thompson or Alshon Jeffrey? Thompson. Definitely Thompson in PPR. Chris Thompson or Corey Davis? Thompson. Thompson. Adrian Peterson or Corey Davis? Format. Right. You can just say format. I like that. Um, Doug Baldwin or I think I'll take. I think I'll take Davis in either format, by the way. Peterson over Baldwin. Peterson over Baldwin. Any Washington wide receiver in this game? Oh, and what about Alex Smith? I feel like we're completely ignoring him because that Saints secondary is so bad. It's just how aggressive is he going to be throwing the football? Is he going to... And especially, first of all... I'm a little gun shy after what happened last week because Eli just did not challenge them enough. But I would say it's better than Eli. If if Sterling Shepard scored that touchdown, he was down at like the one yard line. Yeah, right. Then Eli ends up with like 22 fantasy points, and you'd probably feel better about Alex Smith if you didn't see the 16 or the 15 from Eli Manning or whatever it was, 15. So he would have 21 fantasy points. So maybe you would see that and, and expect like 24, 25 from Alex Smith. Smith hasn't been that great. He has been bad, but he hasn't stood out this year. But he's faced much tougher opponents than than the Saints. Um, so, okay, Smith or or Rogers? As of now, it's Rogers. I don't know if I'm gonna. I don't think I'm gonna change that. Either. It's Rogers as long as Adams plays. It's Smith if Adams doesn't. Smith or Carr? Smith. Carr. Um. Uh, James Crowder, Paul Richardson, anybody? They're interesting just because of this matchup and because. It's typically, Lattimore typically stays on number one outside receivers. Yeah. I wonder if they try and put him on Jordan Reed, which oh. would be, that would be a big change for Lattimore, but I think that would make some sense. If they don't, then he's just going to take away his side of the field. He won't see a lot of Crowder, which makes Crowder an interesting deep flex. And Richardson, you've got to hope he catches another long touchdown. So he's very risky. And you guys have Jordan Reed as a top five tight end. I would say unjustifiably so. He really has not done that much this year. This is just counting on it being a fairly high-scoring game. And they have uh, allowed the Saints the fewest fantasy points to tight ends, but they haven't faced anyone of Jordan Reed's caliber. So um, I was thankful that I started Ebron over Reed. At least I think I started Ebron over Reed. I should probably check that. 
Yeah, I would be thankful if you did that. And would you start Jared Cook or Jordan Reed? Cook is probably a little safer. All right. Rams are at the Seahawks. The next few games, I think those first three were kind of tough. The, th- these ones are easy. Uh, stat of the game, Seattle is home to the world's first gas station. It opened on East Marginal Way in 1907, according to TravelingWithTheJones.com. First gas station. First Starbucks, first gas station. Very important stuff here. Um, also, Boeing from Seattle. Boeing, yes. Nirvana. And Nirvana. Um, Jared Goff is a start. He's top eight. He's fifth for Heath. He's eighth for Dave. Um, Todd Gurley is a start. All the Rams wide receivers are starts. And that, those are the Rams. The Seahawks. Russell Wilson. Start or sit. I think most people are going to sit him. There is a part of me that thinks that he just comes out and has a huge game. You look at the Rams defense last week. Really? Yeah. I just, I feel like this is, we're all kind of overlooking him. We all think he's going to stink. Maybe he does a little bit more. And I, 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 it just, this is one of those, I'm, I'm not ranking it this way. So I really can't go with this, but it feels like this is when he like, you know, goes to everybody in fantasy and says, fools you, fool you, and, and like puts up three touchdowns and 300 yards. I want to clarify that I do not think Russell Wilson is bad. I don't think he's lost anything. I still think he's awesome and extremely talented, but I, I don't have him, I don't think, on any more of my rosters. You see how like when Heath, and he looks right so far about being down on Carson Wentz. But he just doesn't think Wentz is that good. But when Wilson, I never is, said. I said I didn't think that Wentz was one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. I thought he's I said he's a good quarterback. He's a borderline top twelve guy. He's going to have a good season. I would rather in, own in, Carson Wentz than Russell Wilson right now. In most years, the season that Wentz I anticipate him having in most years would would be really good. In this year, it's like I don't even know it's going to move the needle. If I may have another volley, sir. I just want to point out that Wilson's max pass attempts in a game this year is 36. So yeah, we're, and, he, we're, and he's not running. Talked, and we've talked so run. much about quarterbacks that are throwing it 40, 45, 50 times a game. Brian and Russ just isn't going to do Brian. that. Brian. Yeah, you are really. Uh, All right, so so let's talk about the running backs here. Um, Mike they're going to screw that up too. <laughs> you buy that, that they're going to give Mike Davis? I don't buy that. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I guess I do. He was really good. Why wouldn't they? They abs- because they, they really like Chris Carson. They liked him enough to basically give him the job over the guy they took They in the liked first him enough round. to make him split carries for the first two weeks with Rashad Penny. But then, so, they, then they gave it to him. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, Dave. Well, I mean, I was just going to say, could it be a split like last week where Mike Davis got off to a good start and handled most of the work? He had 21 carries and Penny had nine. And does Carson end up with nine this week? The problem is they're not going to be able to run it 35 times against the Rams when they're down by six scores. All right, how would you rank... <laughs> They are. They. That's a good point. I mean, they should get crushed in this game. But oh no, it's the Rams. They just play the Seahawks tough, um, and now the Rams are better. Uh, would you start Carson? Okay. Would you start Carson or Davis? They both play. Carson. Would you start Carson over Dave? Not Dave. Dave. I think disagrees. I. I don't know exactly <laughs> how I feel. Here's all I know is this. Mike Davis looked really good last week. Last year, he had a lot of really good moments. Carson did too. I wonder if they just try and keep Davis going, knowing that he didn't suffer the season-ending injury last year, and he's not banged up right now. If you guys can't decide who you want of these two Seahawks running backs against a good run defense— then I don't want to start either one of them. No, you, oh, you not. don't want to. Okay. No, I, I would rather start Isaiah Crowell and Bilal Powell over either of these. Crowell for sure. Okay, how about Doug Baldwin? 
shake off the rust last week, come back now. And, and it's hard to judge the Rams' secondary. They've only played one game without a keep to leave. Marcus Peters clearly wasn't healthy in that yeah, game. Yeah, and they say he's he's getting better. I almost right. want to see it first. I'm not excited about Baldwin and non-PPR, and I think he's a flex and full I would PPR. still rather start Tyler Lockett than Doug Baldwin. I would too. But I think I think he's got a chance to have another one of those big plays. They're both number three receivers. But you'd rather own Baldwin than Lockett. I yes. don't know if that's the case. I think that's they should that could be, be format specific. Owned. I wouldn't drop either of them. I drop. Lockett. A lot of people are ready to run away from Lockett because really he didn't have a touchdown. Never been good with Baldwin no, but he healthy. has been very good with Baldwin healthy. Okay, not fantasy good. Yeah, you're right. Good. Exactly. He is a very because Russell Wilson receiver. doesn't throw that much. Doesn't usually get two wide receivers involved. But, but there's going to be a couple of shots. He has a touchdown Probably in three because, games. Because Baldwin was out. Um, all right, uh, Arizona's at San Francisco. The boring and recycled stat of the game. I mentioned this last week. Arizona sees the most rushing attempts per game in the NFL. It's really the only thing interesting I can say about either of these two horrible teams in a crappy game that nobody should watch. It should probably get canceled. Arizona at San Francisco. Uh, David Johnson's a must-start. Is there anyone else that you're excited about in this game? Brita. Matthew J. Brita. I'm starting George Kittle with confidence. You think he can have another 82-yard broken play touchdown? I do not. Would you start Seals? Would anybody start Seals Jones over Kittle? I think a non-PPR, I'd be there. The no. Niners have allowed a touchdown to a tight end in all four games. So they don't give up yards. Just they give I, I really liked what I saw from Josh Rosen last week. The numbers didn't bear it out because he had a bunch of drops from his receivers, and he threw a couple of passes away when he needed to. But I thought he was great. And it makes me wonder what the hell those coaches were thinking by going with Sam Bradford for as long as they did. And I think Rosen can turn around this offense to a degree. And I think you saw it with David Johnson's numbers last week. Anybody that started him, very happy with his numbers, and I think he can come close to that again this week. I think week. it was a service time issue. Super two. They didn't want to bring Rosen in too early. Maybe. Right, right Heath? Right. Baseball that, joke? That, that Baseball was a very joke. good joke. You know, I don't know. I know that the final score was 3-2, to two, and I know Jeffress blew it in the ninth. I don't know how they scored the winning run. Moose. Home run? No. RBI, RBI single. Oh, okay. Extra innings. Sound like yes. a fun game. Yes. Yeah. Um, what th- sport? <laughs> this Arizona San Francisco game is a is another one. I'll, I'll throw it into the same category as one we talked about yesterday with the Jets and Broncos, and the same category as one we saw a couple weeks ago with Detroit and Dallas. The game that'll hurt your eyes. We have this perception that like the Forty ers are terrible, the Jets are terrible, the Cowboys were terrible, and then you go and look, and they're, they're a four point favorite this week. Who the Niners? The Niners. I, they played a lot better than I thought last week. I mean, I, I some, my, defense, my brother-in-law said, who's your survivor pick? I said, Chargers over the Niners for sure. And we were sweating that one out. Uh, I mean, they played great. Beathard played well. Um, but they don't have that many startable guys, really. Um, Arizona's not allowed a touchdown to a wide receiver. So keep that in mind. I think mind. you can use both these defenses. Okay. And the Cardinals DST is only 50% owned. So if you are desperate for a DST, they haven't been very good this year. But uh, you might be able to get away with them. Um, Giants at Carolina, stat of the game number one. The Panthers have allowed double-digit fantasy points in non-PPR to a running back in all three games. Only four running backs did that to them last year. This year, three already out of three games. Um, So start Barkley. Stat of the game number two. (laughs) Mention this. Carolina's been great against outside receivers, terrible against slot receivers. Buy or sell. Sterling Shepard's going to be better than Odell Beckham this week. Ooh, sell. I'm going to sell it because I wouldn't tell somebody to start Sterling Shepard over Odell Beckham, but I think they both should be in every lineup. 
Are you going to start Sterling Shepard over? Okay, yes on like Doug Baldwin. Yes on Larry Fitzgerald. I'm no on Tyler Boyd. I'll take him over Tyler Boyd. I mean, you love Tyler Boyd, but I'm right. assuming you like Shepard quite a bit. He's in like he's not a must start for me, but I do like him. If you, if you have a position where you can start three receivers, he's definitely a must start. I think I'd start him over Funches. Those guys non PPR for yeah, you know what in, in PPR too. You're right. I have them in the in, in a very similar range, and I would start Funches over Shepard. Shepard's last two games with Ingram hurt. You know, he got hurt early in the Houston game. Six catches, eighty yards, and a touchdown. Ten catches, seventy-seven yards, and a touchdown. And he almost had two touchdowns against the Saints. I, I think it depends on what kind of game you think this is going to be. I think I, it's going to be ugly. I think Carolina's going to win. I think Carolina runs like the, crazy, the, and then use play action to break some. The big Giants' plays. defense is not bad. No, and they're getting healthy. They're they're getting. Apple and Vernon back, almost certainly Vernon. I, I think it's kind of a low-scoring, ugliest yeah, game. Yeah, probably. This is the Costanza game. Um, Cam Newton. I don't know that matchup ever matters with Cam Newton. No, you're going to start him either way. However, the Giants have been bad against rushing quarterbacks. I, Bortles, Dak, Watson mm-hmm. all, all ran well. I'm not telling anybody to bench Cam Newton. I don't think there's huge upside there this week. 13 for you. But the thing is with him, it's like, there's always huge upside and there's always huge downside. It's just he's, in my opinion, one of the most difficult quarterbacks to predict because he's so likely he's the most likely to get a one yard touchdown run. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, he's 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 Ivan thirteenth. He'd be top five if I was ranking for a four point pass touchdown. Yeah. Okay. There you go. So if you have Newton, you can start. You probably going to start him. Christian McCaffrey, you're going to start, and Funchess and Shepard are uh, number two. Number two in PPR. Uh, Shepard is number two and none. Beckham going to score this week? Yes. I'll say no, just to be different. I'll set the over-under at two and a half for Beckham plus Julio touchdowns. Now, here's the one I don't I don't understand. Under. Panthers DST, second for Jamie, first for Dave, and 11th for Heath? I just, I like how DSTs have scored against the Giants. Yeah, the Giants suck. Right. <laughs> they so can't score. That's why I've got them so high. But it's... 11th. It's also, and they're getting Thomas Davis back. I th- no. Nope. No, I thought they were. Next nope. week. Is it four next game week? suspension. Oh, not a four-game week. suspension. Yeah, yeah. Right. I don't dislike the Panthers' defense. I don't think they're great, though. And it's hard for me to think Saquon Barkley's a top-five running back, Odell Beckham's a top-five receiver, Sterling Shepard's must start, and the Panthers' defense is the best this week. Okay. Giants have allowed 13 and two games of 16 points to a DST so far this season through four games. And that's going to do it for the Friday edition of the Fantasy Football Today podcast. Thank you, guys. Have a lovely weekend. You do the same, You're Adam. going to come to the game or what? I will I will make the attempt to. You don't even know we talk smack about you. Oh, I told him. Oh, okay. So I'm gonna, I, I just want to like catch everybody up on this. So <laughs> yesterday I go back to, the, to our office and I said, Heath, what kind of a car do you drive? He goes, why do you ask? And I said, well, we talked about it on the show. We were trying to figure out what kind of a car do you drive. So I told him, I guess that you drove a nice car like a Buick. He thought you, or Keith, he, Adam, 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 you're Adam. Adam thought that you uh, drove a Hyundai. And uh, he goes, I'm not going to tell you. You're just going to have to figure it out. <laughs> it's so weird that you don't know what car he drives. Yeah. How do you not know? You've been working with him for what, four years or three years or however long he's been I don't know. I, they, they all blend together. All right, Dave. You uh, take care. I'll talk to you on Sunday. This is your outro? I don't think I want to do a big outro. You don't want to do a big outro. 
Do we you? just got done. Do you want to do a big outro? It was an incredible game with lots of fantasy points, and you don't want to... It was a great game. I actually really enjoyed that game last night. Well, you I mean, know the what Patriots they, took care I of business. Was, no, but you know what? I give the Colts credit. Oh, your they posture hung, changed. They hung in there. They hung in there. They got a couple of lucky interceptions, and they turned that game... It was a game. We were watching it intently in the fourth quarter, and that's your all I eyebrows are going and crazy. You know, and I got big, bushy eyebrows, and they are... Freaking out right now. So excited about the weekend ahead. We got a big college football game to watch on Saturday, first of all. And then after that, he's got fists. It is Gridiron Sunday. It is football from 1 p.m. till 11.30 p.m. It's a podcast on Sunday night where we're just going to rap about football. What the hell am I saying? I, oh, my God. This what were terrible. you about to say? No, rap about football. I just, I'm, I'm you you stop football right, after the We end. are done. Na, 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 na.